Hello and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. And I'm Emily Kallenberg, coming alongside Sarah. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you in your walk with Jesus. We want to come alongside you authentically, sharing our lives and hope in Jesus. Hello and welcome back to Authentically Alongside. A new year has begun and with it, the feeling of a fresh start, new beginnings and new goals. In fact, we are not just, you know, a few days into the new year, but several weeks into the new year (laughs) at this point. It's a good thing we didn't set a resolution to record a podcast every Friday because we failed already. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, totally okay. Right? Like snow days and weird it's been a weird month. I yes. think for everybody, we're not alone. Yes, so. I think our kids have gone to school like <laughs> three full days in right? the last two weeks. <laughs> so when a new year does begin, a lot of us make resolutions to do better in different areas of our lives, diet and exercise, finances, habits, our spiritual lives. Setting goals is a good thing, but if we don't set them mindfully and intentionally, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. So Sarah, did you make any resolutions or set any goals for this year? I didn't necessarily make resolutions, but I did set in place more of a structure to practice spiritual disciplines and outline some other goals just to be more present. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, I totally get that because <laughs> uh, I don't really love resolutions because like you mentioned, I, I feel like I'm setting myself up for failure when I when I make them because I'm like, I'm not going to stick with these anyway. <laughs> but I do like that the new year provides a good time to kind of evaluate what's going well in my life, what I have been neglecting in my life, what could use some more attention or who could use some more attention. Um, and after the holidays, I'm usually ready for a bit of a reset getting back into routines and starting out the new year with good intentions, Um, especially like with the holidays and, and, you know, like this year, it's been extra crazy with kids being home more because of snow and ice and wind. I don't know. It was a little bit of everything, right? Fog. Yeah. Um, But we just go from having almost like no structure and I'm like, I just start craving that structure. Mm -hmm. So because of that, this year, I'm kind of focusing on simplifying and decluttering so far this month. And uh, because I've been on a trend the last few years, just of simplifying my life. Uh, So I spent a lot of time um, simplifying my schedule so far. And but as we're starting this year out, I'm wanting to kind of simplify my environment, too. So I'm still processing kind of what intentions for 2024 might look like uh, as we're starting to get out from under (laughs) kind of the clutter and chaos Mm -hmm. of Christmas. Um, But I will say that simplifying my schedule has made the snow days just a little more welcome opportunity to invest in my kids rather than just an additional stressor. Yeah. So we aren't quite a full month into 2024, but pretty close. But for those of you who have made resolutions, How many of you have already given up? (laughs) Right. Some resolutions don't make it through the month of January. And apparently the second Friday in January is sometimes known as Quitter's Day because that's when a lot of people just give up on their goals. But some surveys do show the average resolution lasts about 3.74 months. I feel like that's just a little bit of a gross exaggeration, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So that is longer than a couple of weeks, but it's still not even close to keeping the resolution for the whole year. 
I think a lot of times the goals or resolutions that we set can be very vague. Mm -hmm. um, they aren't measurable. And so, or we go into them without a plan. So yeah. I know like a lot of people, their goals are things like, you know, I want to lose weight, but maybe they don't put a number on that. Or they like, I just, I just want to grow closer to God or something like things that are just like, they don't have a direct end or they're just kind of vague and it's mm -hmm. hard to, how do you follow through on a, a goal that really doesn't say much like <laughs> no wonder our resolutions fizzle out by the end of the first month. Yeah. So how do we actually make those new year's resolutions stick before we jump into specifics? I want to frame this conversation with this paraphrase of a quote from Dallas Willard. He says, God is much more interested in who we are becoming than what we are doing. Mm -hmm. So the rhythms and habits that we keep in our lives develop us into someone who are we becoming by practicing them. Our hope would be that whatever goals we set would ultimately help us become more like Jesus. Yeah, I love this. this it's just so true. We are absolutely being shaped by our daily habits. And we have them, we have habits, whether we think we do or not. <laughs> uh, but the key is to develop habits that move us to become more like the people that we want to be. And as Christians, as you mentioned, that should be to become more like Jesus. So I think it's also important to consider the motivations behind our goals. Uh, goals are important and can help us order our lives. But sometimes the goals that we have can be self-serving or self-focused. And as Christians, ultimately, our goals should help us glorify God with our lives. Now, I do want to clarify that I think taking care of ourselves, our bodies, our minds is very, very important. Mm -hmm. And I think we've made that super clear <laughs> on the podcast to this point. But sometimes our goals can focus on self-promotion or leave us with our priorities on glorifying ourselves mm -hmm. instead of God. So maybe exercise or losing weight is one of your is on your list of resolutions. And exercise is absolutely healthy an important part of taking care of our bodies. And for me, my mental health as well, it's super important there. And losing weight can also be healthy to helping our bodies work the way that they should. But it's important to ask, why do we want those things? Like I can often be tempted to want these things so that I can look good in my body mm -hmm. and bring attention to myself, mm -hmm. you know, whether we want to admit that or not. Right, right. To look at our heart's intentions. Mm -hmm. So most of us have probably heard of SMART goals before. The acronym stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So we can have more success in keeping resolutions or making progress towards goals if we're focusing on something specific instead of a really broad generic goal, like being a better person in general. Yes. Well, what specific thing can you work toward that you can measure progress of and actually achieve because it's relevant to your life? And it also has a set time frame to accomplish um, to be a better person. So if even if we have SMART goals, though, we can get sidetracked or fail to make progress. If we're really serious about keeping resolutions, we need to be intentional. If it's important to us, we're going to make it a priority. Also, it helps to be accountable to someone. Share with a friend what your goals are and give them permission to check on you and your progress from time to time. Sometimes the goals we set need to be adjusted too. So don't be afraid to try things out to see what works mm -hmm. and then adapt. 
just because you have to modify a goal doesn't mean that you failed. And also goals change as seasons change and you need to be mindful of that and adjust them. Like I um, am starting a new job soon, so I'm going to have to adjust my schedule and my Mm -hmm. habits and um, see what works for me in that season as compared to the season that I've been in for a while and just have kind of gotten used to. So most importantly, you have to start where you are and not where you think that you should be. So be super realistic in setting your goals. Yes, super important. If you've never walked a mile, setting a goal to run a marathon like Phil Kallenberg in 2024 (laughs) is not very realistic. Oh, let's see how many marathons he's (laughs) planning to run. I don't even know yet. Um, But this is super important. I've talked to people who have the best intentions and they want to be better versions of themselves. So they make a giant list of things they will do starting on January 1st, or sometimes, you know, this people that are like starting tomorrow, you know, I'm going (laughs) to do this, 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 and this. But I mean, realistically, we can't change everything about ourselves Mm -hmm. all at once. So was that simple? Like, I would be exactly the person that I think I should be like today, right? Like if all it took was like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do life this way. Right. But it's just not how we're built and designed. Mm -hmm. Like, so I read the book Atomic Habits a couple of years ago. And in this book, they talk about how real change happens in small changes we make in our daily routines to help set us up for success. So I always thought I was a person that wasn't good at developing routines, but I really did have routines. They just weren't what I wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. And I had a difficult time changing them. Yeah. So I'm reading the book, Practicing the Way by John Mark Comer. And he says, we are all followers of something and we're all being formed by something. And if it's not Jesus, then what is it? Yes. Yeah. The things and the habits that we Mm -hmm. have they're creating us into someone Mm -hmm. and whether that's the person we want to be or not, we need to look at what those habits and things are. So I wanted to be the type of person that got up and read my Bible every morning. Now, like I felt like this, you know, this seemed like the best way to make sure that it was fit in every day, but year after year, I just couldn't make a consistent habit until I looked at what my habits really were. So I'm not a morning person. (laughs) I will admit that straight up. And I am not an early riser. Um, But my life requires me to at least be up early. But you don't have to be too personally early, huh? Uh, No, no. I mostly just have to be there in case people need me, right? Um, uh, But so when I looked at my habit, it was to hit the snooze button at least twice, maybe three times, (laughs) and then finally turn on the lamp, grab my phone, and slowly wake myself up. So when I grabbed my phone, I was typically scrolling social media, checking email, probably the weather, (laughs) check for school delays, and and snow days. Um, But this was a pretty well-established routine when I looked at my life. So how could I look at my routine and make small tweaks to set myself up to create the habit that I wanted, which was reading my Bible first thing in the morning Mm. to set my heart and mind where I wanted it to be. So I looked first realistically at what I was capable of doing (laughs) at that time. It's not going to be in-depth study of the Bible at six in the morning or earlier. It's just not going to happen. 
But I did learn through this that I enjoyed listening to the Bible on the Dwell app, followed by a short podcast. There's some great ones out there by Daily Grace Co. Mm -hmm. or the Bible Recap that can really help you um, not just read the word, but be able to understand Mm -hmm. it, which can, when you understand it, it also makes you want to read it more. So it's helpful. Um, So I learned that I enjoyed that and that it helped me be able to do it. Um, And then I made two major shifts to my routine to help me be successful. I took the social media apps off of my phone and I moved my phone to the other room at night. So in the morning then, uh, when I went to grab my phone, it meant I had to get up and literally change to a new space. And then when I grabbed my phone, the social media that I would have once automatically opened was not available, which then would cue my brain. Oh yeah. I wanted to read the Bible first. So reminded me to open the dwell app and listen to the daily scripture reading. Cause you know, it's still a little zombie. So even just <laughs> opening the Bible app to read it may have been a bit of a challenge. Like I might've read it and just, just go in, in one ear out the other. So, and I I'd like to add too, though, that, you know, we can make these shifts to help us make these changes, but transformation ultimately comes from the Holy spirit. So like these, a lot of our goals, we play a role, but you know, our role often is creating space Mm -hmm. for God to work in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, so just referencing the book, Practicing the Way, again, um, you should read it if you haven't yet. John Mark Comer says, the main function of self-effort in our formation is to do what we can do, make space to surrender to God via the practices of Jesus, so God can do what we can't do. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned earlier that instead of setting specific resolutions, I worked on more of a structure to help me center my life around Jesus and being present to him and those around me. And I used the rule of life workbook from John Mark Comer's Practicing the Way series. And they actually just came out with a rule of life builder on their website, which is super easy um, to do. Check it out. So he defines rule of life like this. A rule of life is a schedule and set of practices and relational rhythms that help us create space in our busy world for us to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what he did to live life to the full. Um, as he says in John 10, 10, he came to give life um, abundantly. So in his kingdom, in his alignment with our deepest passions and priorities. So in that structure, everything is centered, centered around these three categories. Be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what he did. So first, what can we do to spend time with Jesus? How can we take care of our mind? Um, how do we practice silence and solitude? How do we practice prayer? How do we Mm -hmm. practice reading scripture? Then what practices help us become more like Jesus? So how do we take care of our bodies and how do we take care of our relationships and how do we rest? And then finally, what flows out of spending time with Jesus in those areas is becoming like Jesus. And how does that flow into our work in our lives? I I love this idea just of, of all those things, you know, being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing what he did. Mm -hmm. Now, I think to do those things, well, being with Jesus, that involves creating space for him, but becoming like Jesus and doing what he did, Mm -hmm. I think relies on us knowing who he was, what he did. And so there's some great places to start, like Mm -hmm. things we've mentioned, like reading scripture Mm -hmm. to help us really learn um, what did his life look like. And I was just um, listening to a 
one of the Bible Project podcasts today, and they were talking about like kind of what it means, what discipleship would have looked like mm-hmm. back then. And discipleship, you know, we think of discipleship like almost like mentorship sometimes, like helping somebody else grow in their faith, which is wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. But I think when they talk about discipleship in um, that time, it was really somebody coming alongside Mm -hmm. people coming alongside Jesus Mm -hmm. and following him literally to do what he did and to be able to follow his lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. I think God calls us to the same thing, but Mm -hmm. we have to know what his lifestyle looked like. Right. Yep. So uh, read the gospels. That's a good place to start. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, and really I feel like the gospels are pretty familiar to, to some of us, but then when you go back and actually read them to, with the intent of, well, how did Jesus structure his life? What, what did he do? How did Mm -hmm. he interact with people? Um, what kind of practices did he do? I mean, he, he had time of solitude. He spent time in the temple. He prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, he did life with people. And so it's really insightful when you go back and read the Gospels with that kind of lens. Yeah. Like, okay, um, now let's structure our lives a little bit more around um, how Jesus lived his. Well, and I've been reading the New Testament this year and starting in the book of Matthew. And they talk a lot about the kingdom of God and the, mm-hmm. the kingdom coming here to earth and so I was listening to the Bible project videos, trying to figure out what does that mean? The kingdom of God. And how does that, you know, how does that apply to our lives today? Like, cause I just didn't quite understand the concept of that. And, um, you know, they really talked about how, uh, the kingdom of God is God's presence here, but also that Jesus role coming to earth in some, in many ways was to show us how to live as mm-hmm. humans, the way that God intended us to live. And that way was like Jesus mm-hmm. He was humble and he took care of the poor and the sick and all those things. So like kind of learning what, how God really wants us to live. Yeah. So um, just a few specific examples of setting goals, focusing on making more space for spiritual disciplines in our lives. We've we've talked about spiritual disciplines quite a bit on our, our podcast because mm-hmm. they're just they're so important. But they shape us. Yes, they do. And in like scripture reading for one, maybe try studying slowly instead of a more ambitious Bible and a year plan. Um, and please don't hear me say that Bible and a year plans are bad because they're not. Right. But it is a lot of reading. And because of how much reading it entails, especially if you're coming from background of barely reading any mm-hmm. scripture, um, it's going to be a lot. And so many people will give up quickly. And then sometimes it just becomes a like a task to check off. Yeah. Like I, I need to read all of these passages of scripture because that's my plan for the day. Yeah. And I think, um, and I have done Bible one year plans before, and I think they're really, really good for giving you um, context and for helping you see the scripture as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole story. Yes. And you should you should do them at some point. Or, you know, you can do Bible in two years or something like that, um, just so you're not always every year studying Philippines or, or something like sure, a sure. happier book. Yeah. Um, just so you can visit all of scripture and learn from all of scripture. And so what I've kind of been doing is more of a slow, a studying slow. Like I will, I followed a plan from, um, it's called the Bible study schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going through Hebrews right now, which is really good, but we read one chapter and then we go back and read like two or three verses and really unpack 
what are those verses saying with keeping it in the context of the chapter and what we're reading from. And just feel like things like that are much more valuable. Um, you can really learn more and glean more from it when you take your time and slow down a little bit more rather than trying to read uh, the bigger quantity of scriptures. Yeah. Focus on what the quality of your scripture reading is. Yeah. And I think that breaks it into more manageable chunks. Mm -hmm. And I think also when you're reading that smaller spot, like you're, you may be able to apply that part more too. Mm -hmm. um, I will add to two things really. <laughs> One, I think it's good still to have a plan. Like, yes. Um, I know a lot of times when I struggled to read daily, some of it was just because I didn't have a plan. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what do I read? Like, <laughs> like, you know, there's tons of Bible reading plans available right. in different sizes or pick a book of the Bible and focus on that. Um, but I, also if you do choose, um, a year of to do, like, I'm going to do want to read the Bible in a year. Cause that is, that can be a goal that you set. Mm -hmm. Um, I will add that it's, you need to learn to be okay with not doing it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And, that was a big area that I needed to understand and learn. Um, cause I spent many years making it like two weeks into a devotional <laughs> or a reading plan and missing a few days and then just giving up. Like, I don't know how many devotional books and journals like have that <laughs> <Unfinished>. like <laughs> are unfinished. And one I've learned that that's a hundred percent. Okay. So sometimes I will, I will start a devotional book or whatever and kind of get halfway through and be like, you know what I really want to study now is this. And sometimes like, that's cool. Like I'm now okay with that. Mm -hmm. I don't consider that a failure. <laughs> um, but we have to look at what the goal really is, mm -hmm. is the goal of reading the Bible in one year, uh, to spend time with the Lord through reading his word, or is the goal to get through the Bible in one year? Like, and if our goal is to spend time with the Lord, then it's okay if the, our Bible in a year plan takes us two years, mm -hmm. or if I miss a day, or if I, you know, I can be okay with either not having to frantically catch up when I've missed a few or, um, and, you know, I've even come to the point where like, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm six days behind. And like, that stresses me out. And then yeah. I say, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to pick up where I was supposed to be. Um, and I missed, I missed <laughs> a book of the Bible. Like I'll catch it next time. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've just learned to be okay with that. Like, yeah. you know, oh, well, lamentations, I'll <laughs> see you next time. Like <laughs> just jump in. Um, or on the flip side, just saying, okay, it's okay that I'm not where I'm supposed to be in the reading plan, but I'm going to read, you know, what was next. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whatever works better in your brain, like it's okay. Yeah. Like it will be there for next time. <laughs> right. Um, and in previous years, I think I would have just said, I'm too far behind. I can't catch up. What's the point? Like I didn't necessarily do it the way I wanted to when I made it through this year, but I also read more of the Bible than I have ever read before. Yeah. And uh, my relationship with God has developed through that. I love that to be okay with imperfection. Mm -hmm. That is realistic. <laughs> As specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely our goals are, we are still going to have days that we just can't. Mm -hmm. Schedules change, sicknesses happen, life gets weird sometimes, your kids go to school one full day a week sometimes, <laughs> and that's okay. And we have to be okay with picking back up where we left off instead of shaming ourselves and yeah. or giving up entirely. 
Um, so another spiritual discipline we've spent a lot of time talking about already, but is absolutely essential to being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing what he did is silence and solitude. So for me, um, this year I've started off going through more of a structure of incorporating the daily office into my days. And so these are simply set times to sit in silence, read a short devotional and pray. For me right now, I'm going through a book that is specifically structured for this by Pete Scazzaro, and it pairs really well with his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. So the time begins with two minutes in silence. There's a short passage of scripture, a short devotional thought, and a written prayer and questions to help process um, what was going through. And I, I love how in the introduction to the book, he says, you don't have to do all this. Like, right. If you need to just sit in silence for two minutes and that's what you're doing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, don't feel like you need to read all the scripture. You need to get something out of the questions. Like, it's just, it's here. If you do want that structure, you do need it. So, yeah. And some days the two minutes of silence may be what you have. And mm -hmm. other days you may do the whole thing right. and both are okay right. and great. Right. So, um, yeah, that time ends in another two minutes of silence too. Um, just kind of help you process. So there are two of those for each day. I do one first thing in the morning and then the second one before I go to bed. So then that helps me be able to start and end my day with Jesus. So one of the things I know I want to press into this year in a similar vein is developing my prayer life. And so I'm learning how much I turn to other things rather than God. So when I'm stressed mm -hmm. or when I'm feeling overstimulated or, you know, things like I turn to other things, whether it's social media or it's, um, you know, Pepsi and a donut, like <laughs> <laughs> whatever those things mm -hmm. are, I'm like, um, but I, you know what, I, I, I want to be able to be turning to God more consistently through my days. And, uh, so I love on that similar vein, like when that taking time throughout the day to, to, um, come to silence and solitude or to prayer. And so I love this idea of kind of a daily office where prayer times are literally scheduled into mm -hmm. your day to, for you to kind of check in. Um, and. So I haven't yet set a specific goal that I want to, to do in this. I'm still kind of like I'm taking this month to kind of process yeah. because I know I need to have cues built in that will help set me up for success. So, mm -hmm. so kind of how do I how do I change uh, my routines and rhythms to create to be able to create this habit? Um, so I in a podcast I listen to, they talk about um uh, their church as a whole does this prayer rhythm where they have three times throughout the day that they pray in the morning, they pray the Lord's prayer, which is, you know, a very structured prayer that kind of can get us started and open into conversation with God. Um, but then, um, sometime midday, they take time to stop and pray for others, whether that is, you know, prayer requests that they have from people in their lives or, um, praying for lost people, you know, lots of different ways we can pray for others. And then in the evening, ending each day with a time of gratitude. So thanking God for the things he's done. And, and I just, I loved this idea and structure. Mm -hmm. So kind of trying to figure out how can I fit something like this into my life? Um, while also kind of taking into mind the, those atomic habits ideas of yeah. like, um, what cues do I need to have? Like um, my morning habit, I kind of have in place with reading scripture. So, you know, fitting in the Lord's prayer within that or 
um, you know, when I grab an evening snack, remembering maybe to before I eat my evening <laughs> snack, which I li- do every evening. <laughs> that's a that's a rhythm that's and a okay. routine I have. <laughs> um, you know, after the kids are in bed, <laughs> can sneak away, they come down. Why are you eating ice cream? Uh, to bed. <laughs> when you're an adult, you can eat ice cream after bed too. Um, <laughs> but I can remember. Uh, to thank God for two things that happened during that day, or even maybe include, you know, my husband in that Mm -hmm. as well as a way that we can um, connect on each other's days too. And also bring that back to the Lord. Yeah. I really love uh, like a lot of things that you just packed in there. Like (laughs) I like how there, you know, if you're a person who needs structure in your life, there are things that you can um, take from that have structure like the Lord's Mm -hmm. prayer. And, um, I know some people struggle to pray. Jesus tells us how to, Mm -hmm. and we can start there and Mm -hmm. go from that. Like it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. Um, and I think, you know, when you, when you have those structures and you practice those structures and then you learn, and then Mm -hmm. you learn to be with Jesus and you learn to talk to him. And so then that gradually will develop into something else. Like it's not always mechanical, but sometimes you need to have that structure and that routine to be able to start somewhere. Yeah. Last year I took a period where every day I, um, said the Lord's prayer every day for a couple of weeks. And within that, like I learned, it was just a great space then that I could open up like silence and solitude was really hard for me. But once I started there, and I like had that space to open up, then stopping and just sitting in God's presence became natural even. So it like can open up the door to, to other areas of spiritual disciplines. And I also like how you mentioned, you know, you look for where like places in your life, you already have an established habit or you already have a routine, like you already have your evening snack every night. So what can you (laughs) pair with that? Yes. Um, Habit stacking. Yes. Yeah. So so um, just think of the things like as you're trying to fit, like, cause if you try to set uh, a new habit of something like a spiritual discipline and, you know, within an area where it's just not going to fit in your life, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Like, yeah. you know, if, if I wanted to try to study the Bible at six in the morning, <laughs> it's not going to happen mm-hmm. because it does not fit with how God created me to be. <laughs> And so, but I can work with what does work um, at that time. And, you know, there might be another time in my day that I can study scripture. Right. um, But six in the morning is not it. Yeah. And we're all different too. So like six in the morning usually does work for me to be able to study after I wake up for a little give me a few minutes and then then my brain is on. Yes. And then then we're good to go. Um, So yeah, just like keep in mind we're all different. Our goals are going to look different Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people or, um, even to ourselves at this point last year, because we continue to change Mm -hmm. and, um, and continue to be formed. Yes. Our seasons in life too. So there's, um, a lot of things to just keep in mind as you set goals and just make them realistic and, uh, whatever your goals are, remember also to celebrate your progress along the way. Um, that's really important to be able to see where you are making progress instead of focusing on where you've missed the mark. Yes. I have learned so much about the importance of celebrating our victories and, um, you know, in a season where I just felt overwhelmed all the time and anxiety was kind of 
running the show, um, you know, I was told like, where are you taking time to, you know, celebrate like little victories where you've, you know, done something to take care of yourself or something. And, and, you know, it was even like said, like, like, you know, like after you eat lunch, celebrate that you took time to eat lunch. And I was like, that is stupidest thing I've <laughs> ever heard. Who does that? This person was like, I do. And I'm like, yeah, me. I'm like, great. I just insulted someone. <laughs> uh, but, um, but I've learned that it was funny because I, it was like almost a joke that like, I can't believe I said this to this person. And then like, but then like the next day, when I ate lunch, I was like, yay, I ate lunch. <laughs> and like little by little, it was just funny because I, that literally became a habit that I did then. And like little by little, I was able to find and celebrate little victories. Like, mm-hmm. even though I thought it was stupid and dumb, like celebrate little victories. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got up and picked up your Bible that day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even care if you opened it and read it that day. Like that's still a victory. Like that started, like you chose to go in the right direction. And maybe that, maybe that starts with, um, you know, if you want reading your Bible to be a habit, put your Bible, move your Bible somewhere where you're going to see it, where you're going to find it. And that can be a place to start, like Mm -hmm. helping build that habit. And then, you know, maybe one of those days you'll pick it up and Mm -hmm. then, you know, you'll read one verse Mm -hmm. and like, you know, celebrate that you read that one verse and that you spent that time with God and you chose um, Jesus over something else you could have done. And that is a way that we can celebrate each and every time. So whether you have entered 2024 with a new year, new you attitude, or it's just another day, we hope that you choose to set realistic goals that will help you become more like Jesus. And when you set those goals, we encourage you to invite somebody to come alongside you. You could share this episode with them um, and make goals together so that you can be accountable to each other and walk alongside each other to follow Jesus more closely. And you can always reach out to us. Emily and I would be happy to hear from you. You can email us at authenticallyalongside at gmail.com or send us a message on social media. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us on another episode of Authentically Alongside. We hope it's been an encouragement to you as we walk toward Jesus together. If you found this podcast helpful, would you do us a favor? Would you share this episode with a friend or write a review of the podcast wherever you listen? This will help others find this podcast so we can walk authentically alongside them too. And make sure you subscribe to Authentically Alongside on your favorite place to listen to podcasts and follow us on social media. And we hope you join us on the next episode.